Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Did you know that we run a monthly book club? Every month we vote for a horror, sci-fi or thriller novel and we read and discuss it. And this month's choice is the horror classic Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House. So if you like an excuse to read more, maybe some cool people to chat about what you're reading with, or you'd just like to jump in and share your favourite novels, come and join the Hawk and Readers Club over in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Looking forward to seeing you there. Daniel Johnson. Written by Josh Curran. Narrated by Persephone Rose. The alarm goes off. There's light coming from behind the curtains. I see my beautiful wife lying beside me. She wakes up. Her sharp brown eyes look back at me. She smiles. I smile back and kiss her. Good morning, Daniel Johnson, I say. Good morning, honey, she yawns back. I hear movement in the room next door. No need to wake the kids up, I guess. Why is that photo frame on its front? You can't see the picture. I'd better use the bathroom while I can. I'll fix it later. Shower and family breakfast are done. Daniel Johnson is going to take the kids to school so I can head straight for the office. Daddy, Daniel Johnson, my youngest, shouts. Oh, wow, he's going to be six next month. 
He asked Daniel Johnson, Who do you love more, me or Daniel Johnson? His sharp brown eyes look up at me. He's genuinely worried that I don't love him as much as his sister. Oh, Daniel Johnson, I love you both very much and exactly the same. He smiles. Okay, Daddy. Now come on, don't want to be late for school, do you? Excitedly, he scrambles to get his little backpack. The kids are all ready now, and they're hurrying into Daniel Johnson's car. I kiss my wife goodbye, get into my own car, and head out on my way. Ugh, traffic. Let's see if there's anything good on the radio. This is the news at 9 with me, Daniel Johnson. A groundbreaking new peace treaty between the U.S. and Iran was signed by President Daniel Johnson and Iranian President Daniel Johnson. President Daniel Johnson went on to say they had more in common than they had originally thought. Our Middle East correspondent, Daniel Johnson, has more... President Daniel Johnson... He's been busy. Only been president a week and he's almost achieved world peace. As I park the car in the usual spot, I see two men watching me. Smartly dressed, but not the sort of thing the guys at the office wear. One of them, I see, has a pistol holstered inside his jacket. They continue to watch. Cautiously, I get out of the car. The one with the gun, he's getting something from his jacket. Sir, I'm Daniel Johnson, FBI, he says, flashing his badge. Could we have a moment of your time? Um, sure, I say. Can I confirm your name, please, sir? The other one says. Yeah, it's James Finchley. They give a look to each other. And you're sure? I'm sure, I say, puzzled. Why wouldn't I be sure? Sir, would you be okay to come down to our office and answer a few questions? The look in his sharp brown eyes tells me this isn't a request. I don't know what I've done. You haven't done anything wrong. We just need to ask you a few questions about an open investigation is all. Oh, all right then. I'm in an interrogation room. They don't call it that, but I know what it is. The ride over here was awkward. The agents barely said a word. I didn't even catch the other one's name. Agent Daniel Johnson walks through the door, clutching a large file. Am I going to be here long? I ask. It's just, there's a big deadline at work, so we won't keep you too long, Mr. James Finchley. The way he says my name is strange, like he's not used to the words. The Bureau is very keen to locate someone, Someone we believe you have had contact with in the past, a former fiancé of yours by the name of Daniel Johnson. Daniel Johnson. That's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. I used to know her. I haven't spoken to her in about eight years. Tell me about her. She was my girlfriend for about six years. We were engaged for the last six months of it, too. But I don't know. Things just ended. After we broke up, I never spoke to her again. Why are you looking for her? We just need to ask her a few questions is all. He continues to probe me on the subject for about half an hour. Her hobbies, places she's lived, people she might be staying with. What has she done? The Daniel Johnson I knew wouldn't hurt anyone. 
She dedicated her life to helping people, even if it meant shutting people out. I'd sometimes go a whole week without seeing her, so caught up in her research. No time for me. No time for kids, either. I couldn't live a life that lonely. We're going to let you go back to your work, Mr. Finchley. That odd pronunciation again. But if you do hear from her, he continues, or you remember something else, please call me. He hands me a card with his number on it. I put it in my wallet. Thank you for your time, he says, closing his file. I walk to the bus stop. My office is three miles away. They couldn't give me a lift back, could they? No, that would be far too convenient. I can see the bus stop down the street and my bus driving past it. Great, I'm going to have to wait another half hour. Or call a taxi. No, I might as well wait. I wonder if they'll find her. In some ways, I hope not. But what if she really has done something horrific? A person can change a lot in eight years. But I shouldn't dwell on the past. I've got a wife and kids now, and they need me there for them. A car has just stopped beside me. Black tinted windows. Gangsters? Or a celebrity looking for directions? The window opens just a little bit. Jamie? A voice from the car calls. But something's wrong with the voice. I don't know what. It's like it's too high-pitched, maybe? It feels wrong, but... I know I've heard it before, but where? Do I know you? I call back. You did, a long time ago. Get in the car, Jamie, before they find me here. It can't be. Daniel Johnson? Hurry, Jamie, she snaps. Why has she come here, so close to the FBI? Has she risked that for me? I have to know. So I get in the car. She's turned the other way, probably seeing if she's being followed. We speed away along the narrow road. She looks at me. I see her face. It's wrong. I don't understand how, but it's wrong. Faces are supposed to look a certain way, but hers doesn't. Her soft blue eyes, they just shouldn't be that way. I freeze. I wasn't sure how you'd react when you saw me, she says. Who... Who are you? I say, trying not to show my fear. You know who I am. You've just forgotten my name and my face. What are you talking about? I met you around 14 years ago at the beach. You'd just graduated, so you went on vacation with a friend. While sunbathing, your parasol collapsed, leaving you trapped. But luckily, I was on hand to free you. No, that wasn't you. That was Daniel Johnson? Or was it Daniel Johnson? Or maybe it was Daniel Johnson? I don't understand any of this. It couldn't have been her. It wasn't. And when she says Daniel Johnson, it feels empty. Like, I don't know who she means. Jamie, she says softly. Your memories have been tampered with. The years we had together, they weren't with Daniel Johnson. They were with Amber Calling. Amber Calling. The name makes me feel warm and safe, but regretful and agitated. Dr. Amber Calling, if we're getting into specifics, she says, shifting a gear. Look in the glove box. I open it. 
there's a photo. It's of me in Paris near the Eiffel Tower. Me and... No, that's not right. It's me and the woman in the car. This woman with the wrong face and voice. But I remember this. It was me and Daniel Johnson when we went around Europe. Not this. I turned to her. It's not real. It can't... Look on the back. I flip it over. It reads, I will love you, Amber, till the stars stop shining. Jamie. It's my handwriting. I wasn't really interested in that touristy crap, she says. But it made you happy. I remember when you wrote that. I said, you know, a lot of the stars have already stopped shining, right? It's just going to take a few million years before we can observe that. And you said, we're in the city of romance, Amber. Let it take you. This can't be happening. This can't be happening. I know you're scared and confused, but let me explain, she continues. You might remember once I let you have a look around the research lab, even though technically I wasn't supposed to let you. I gave you an inoculation to protect against our project, just as a precaution. I think that's what prevented you from transforming like the others. This isn't real, but I remember the lab. Was that real? For the past decade, my team and I were working on a synthetic enzyme carried by a harmless bacteria that could alter genetics. The idea was to be able to cure conditions such as Huntington disease or cystic fibrosis. We were even able to tune it to repair brain damage and restore lost memories. It was almost perfected. But it turns out that a junior lab assistant, Daniel Johnson, was creating his own badge. A batch that only understood one particular DNA sequence and would correct any other human DNA it came into contact with. He released it in three strategic locations, and the world changed overnight. Do you understand what I'm telling you, Jamie? I take a moment, turn to her, and say, If something like that happened, then I have a wife now. And children. What if it gets to them? Changes them? For God's sake, it already has. Think, Jamie. They all have the same face, the same name even. Not just your family, but everyone. Everyone you know. No, my wife, Daniel Johnson, was Carol. Her name is Carol. A week ago, you were calling her Carol Finchley. The name hurts, but I don't know why. And your daughter, Sarah, she says. And your son, Adam. These names, they burn, like something's been taken from me. But now everyone is Daniel Johnson, she says. The only way you've been able to tell them apart is by context. The car stops. This is my house. My wife's car is there. Jamie, the woman says, there are a few of us left that are unaffected, and we're working on a cure. I want you to join us, where it's safe, but I can't force you to. She writes something down on a note and hands it to me. It's a cell phone number. If you want to stay with your family, knowing the truth, then go ahead. But if you want to join us, people who aren't Daniel Johnson, then call me. I get out of the car without a word. I walk into the house and into the bedroom. My wife greets me and smiles at me. I walk past her to the photo frame lying face down. I pick it up. It's me and a woman, with a different face. She's wearing my wife's clothes, but she has a different face. 
Darling, I say. Yes, Daniel Johnson, my wife replies. What was your mother's name? Daniel Johnson. And your brother's name? Daniel Johnson. And your boss's name? Daniel Johnson. Your best friend? Daniel Johnson. Your doctor? Daniel Johnson. Your hairdresser? Daniel Johnson. The newswoman? Daniel Johnson. Favorite singer? Daniel Johnson. First man on the moon? Daniel Johnson. Members of the Beatles? Daniel Johnson, Daniel Johnson, Daniel Johnson, and Daniel Johnson. My name? I don't know. I run, out of the house, down the street, I don't know where, just away. I stop. No one is real. No one except... I take out my phone and dial the number. I'm nervous, waiting by the roadside, in the dark. It's cold. She should be here soon. This nightmare can end. I see headlights approaching. It's her car. She stops and gets out, gently closing the door. I'm glad you called, she said. I wasn't sure if you would. I gently kiss Amber calling on the lips. I feel that same thrill I did so many years ago. And I think she feels the same. I saw people, I tell her. Everyone, for what they truly are. Perfect. Three dozen FBI agents emerge from bushes and behind walls, all with guns fixed firmly on her. Terrified, she puts her hands up and falls to her knees. I don't know who or what they were before, I tell her, but now they're all familiar. I love my wife and kids, Amber. I love them how they are now. It's how I've always remembered them. And all my friends and family. I can't let you change them, Amber. I can't let you. The agents cart her into a truck. She's screaming something at me. I can't hear her. Or maybe I don't want to hear her. Excellent job, FBI agent Daniel Johnson says. You've done your country a great service. Now go home and rest. Be with your family. When I get home, Daniel Johnson and Daniel Johnson run into my waiting arms, shouting, Daddy, Daddy. And of course, Daniel Johnson is there, smiling as our kids greet their one and only Daddy. Three pairs of sharp brown eyes welcoming me home, tears of joy running down my face. I tell them, I love you, Daniel Johnson. And I love you, Daniel Johnson. And I love you, Daniel Johnson, 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 Johnson. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Daniel Johnson was written by Josh Curran, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes with music by the Oligo Clonal Band and Tom Robson. It's our favourite time of year and as such we are planning a week-long Halloween celebration. We'll be celebrating the witching season with a whole week of favourites and new episodes, culminating in a brand new story from Bram Stoker award-winning author Keelan Patrick Burke. If you'd like to stay in the loop with Halloween week, come over to the Facebook group and we'll let you know the details as soon as possible. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.